and we're live as we do as we do happy tuesday april 18th 2023 it's mostly out of winter slowly into uh possibly can be considered springtime for everyone not just for guys with little bad shitty mustaches uh cool cool mustaches is uh much more much more the deal how are you doing i uh i'm doing pretty good man uh, thank you for asking i appreciate you reaching out and uh and asking me that question, and and I reciprocate. How are you today? I'm well. I'm well. I'm well. My uh, voice is cracking like I'm a teenager, so I know I'm still on the on the good side of the hill. So is that the first or second one that dropped? Well, I don't want to sound like a mutant, but it might be the third. <laughs> testes, testes. One, two, no dose trays. three. Is your heat on right now? Uh, no, but that could also be because I forgot to uh, order more uh, uh, heating oil. So they, uh, it's entirely possible that's that's the uh, motivating factor. But it's so, I my home. I'm uh, the, the property I'm in. I'm I, I'm always. Uh, feel like I draw a sharp distinction between the, the word home because I always feel like that's relationships and people versus a physical structure. Um, uh, but it was um, built in the 50s, uh, 40s or 50s. My, my great-grandfather built some houses and I, um, I stay in one of those. It's odd because I feel like, I'm, you know, I'm all, I'm a, I have a lot of specificity about word choices. Um, and so just the idea of living in a place, I'm like, well, you, you, you sleep there, you know, you keep stuff there, but I feel like you live outside of that space. Um, uh, what, yeah, that's odd. What, what, what are like odd phrases that people, oh man, speaking of that, I heard uh, yesterday on NPR during the 1A show, there was a lady that uh, professor who had written a book basically restructuring, um, I wouldn't say it was a social commentary as much as it was a, a diagnosis and a kind of a formal awareness about linguistic choices as they develop over time uh, and where they've been in the last 40 or 50 years. And a lot, a lot of it was centered around the use of like, uh, right. which obviously most Americans, you know, when they use like, use it in the context of um, as with. Yes. You know, and did, have you ever heard the story? And I, th I feel like we've talked about this before, but that uh, Camel or Reynolds America or someone uh, as 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 with that someone like that was the first person that introduced like uh into into the lexicon in the way that you would use it to compare or describe things as having a relationship with a descriptive relationship with is that a question yeah, sorry. Have you ever heard that? I apologize. Have you ever heard that? Uh, that he was the first one? Uh, no. In an ad, yeah. That they, instead of saying, <clears throat> in one of the slogans, this taste, because obviously, linguistically, for, uh, for us, contextually, it sounds, it sounds odd to us because it's not a style of speech that we, we engage in on a, on a regular basis but that the ad that it was in a, it was a you know, branding marketing thing but for whatever reason and maybe because they thought i don't know i mean you talk about stuff people always talk about like 
government conspiracies, and obviously there are certain situations the government People does. always talk about, like, I find it interesting because I use the term too, but I've had several people that I've known in life that absolutely hate that phraseology. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I look at all forms of communication as completely dynamic and I'm not beholden to anything except being effective. If you get what I'm putting out, then you're effective. A uh, phrase I use often is, no matter how right you are, if you're not effective, you're wrong. So, Which is important, and I feel like that's a that's an idea that needs to be communicated. Um, yeah, it, it, it just it, it, it's a matter of. Being uh, being able to uh, navigate the now existing conditions. Do you think that's an, that's part of the issue with the resistance? Um, and I don't mean resistance like they're heroes in Star Wars or whatnot, but when people that a lot of the fear, and obviously it is fear. Uh, of of people that are trying to militarize and, and militantize the right of not being able to adapt and not being able to be effective uh, and not feeling affirmed in their in their decision making from a as the world moves forward um, that's just another thing that compounds their their feelings of insecurity and lack of value is that they don't feel effective in, in a developing, evolving world. Well, possibly a microphone went out, but uh, I would just say for the, to put a, put a button on that uh, or a bow on the uh, um, cigarette ad story, the uh, marketing company had gone from whenever they said, you know, instead of saying this is as a sugar uh, cigarette should taste, because I think we all know how tasty they are. Uh, they said, this is how, this is uh Tastes like a, a cigarette should taste. So that was interesting. Uh, but I know that was an issue several years ago, and we'll, we'll jump on when Keith gets back on. But uh, that in the, within the community college system, there were there was an issue uh, specifically just because I know about it that it was in locations in North Carolina where. Attendance was low, and they would work to do community outreach for folks to, uh, for adults to come out, see the campus, get tours, training programs uh, that exist to get people ready for the workforce to be prepared, obviously, in a, in a dynamic, changing global uh, global economy. And they could not get parents to come out and bring their kids because uh, they found out later the parents are insecure because they didn't understand the, the curriculum and the training that was going on. Um, but obviously that's, that's an issue and, I, and obviously we need to work to <clears throat> definitely make an effort, you know, again, the word some people hate about to be inclusive, to give people the opportunity, you know, to, 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 to join and share. Um, and sometimes that's because, I mean, obviously not because, sorry, linguistics pal, pronouns pal, as old Vince, the little mustache guy would say. Um, 
but that was that's that's been a big issue. But again, you know, unfortunately, culturally, we're just in a situation where folks. Uh, yeah, and I am being polite when I'm when I'm pausing to 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 uh, to uh, use inclusive language for all of us. But uh, you know, folks that uh, have been conditioned and told that book learning and ideas is uh, the devil, and that uh, you engage in those things, the you know your finger, you know, doing the work of the devil, which grow up uh, um, but obviously you know but that but that's the big that's the big issue where I think a lot of times and, and Judd Nelson mentions this in a good way when they're on uh, I think they were doing St. Elmo's Fire which obviously top five top ten uh, the idea of I don't think I call it angst, but just the idea of, you know, because in the movie they play recent uh, that they all just graduated from Georgetown and they're venturing out. And this is, you know, in, in the hero's journey and Joseph Campbell and all that, these are cyclical things in life. But the idea of the uh, the the feeling and the sensation of of uh, is it nervousness? Is it fear? Is it excitement? Um, because the the idea of you don't know what lies before you and unfortunately that's that can be a crippling fear for a lot of people is obviously you know previously at various points in time and from generally speaking res responsible point of view sometimes you do need fear sometimes because obviously you need to but i think more than that you need to have an appropriate amount of judgment um, and unfortunately sometimes, and, and we had, we had talked about this yesterday, unfortunately, sometimes you only learn by, uh, accidentally sticking your finger in a light socket. You only learn by doing this, by doing that. And ideally we'd all be able to learn by not doing those things, but just the way we are and whether I guess the, the colloquially we just say, Oh, it's stubborn. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Well, just cause. You don't know what you don't know, and we all have different learning styles, and sometimes it's uh, um, yeah, sometimes we only uh, have to only feel motivated when uh, un, un, non-proactive uh, motivating factors come onto the scene. But uh, but uh, but that was the issue with. Uh, the community college issue with the training programs that they'd implemented uh, was the parents didn't want to bring their kids because parents were embarrassed because they didn't understand it because it was outside of what they perceived as their wheelhouse. And they, you know, obviously were working hard, providing, you know, roof over the head, meals on the table, clothes, all that stuff. But they kind of gotten into a, a niche of um, um, whatever their niche was. They, they thought that, the training programs that you had to have in their minds. And obviously I'm, you know, I mean, if, if it's something we, you don't know what you don't know. And if you went into this new situation, you would have to, uh, you know, it would be completely new, you know, when, whether you, you were, uh, had been in pharmacy school or were, uh, uh, an architect or something, if you went back and had to get into plastics, uh, and plastic injection molding, I mean, that's a whole new thing or, auto mechanics and those people are making bank, you know, money's money. And, uh, um, but it'd be a new, it'd be a new skill set the same way if you were learning anything else. I think when I went back to get my real estate license, it was, I think I gained 15 pounds in six months because I was just having to sit on the couch all day learning, you know, repetition, 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 repetition. And, um, and it was difficult and overwhelming, but you know, and obviously, for better or worse, what you learn in class and in the book is not uh, necessarily reflective of the process once you get out in, uh, in the marketplace and engaged in the world. And then, uh, strangely, uh, the more I learn every day from uh, working with the folks, you know, uh, we're fortunate in North Carolina. We have uh, great resources, great infrastructure, infrastructure great uh, 
folks on the local and state level. Um, you know, because obviously so much of what we do is continuing education. Um, you know, ma mandatory gen up classes and uh, and a variety of a variety of uh, just other continuing ed things, whether it's uh, comps. Uh, obviously, there's lots of law updates, form updates. Uh, and obviously, we want to, you know, work to be as inclusive as possible. And so you need to, but the value of inclusivity, because we, we, we like diversity, because I've never, you know, it's a, it's a classic trope or punchline a lot of times when you have people that say that they're, uh, you know, like to brag about how hyper-religious and militantly right-wing they are and how they finger quotes, hate wokeism and all this kind of nonsense. Um, you know, they're funny red hats, you know, because they took their sheets off for a minute and, and all that. But, but all they want to do is uh, go eat at a Chinese restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, a pick of this, a pick of that, you know, and, uh, you know, that they, that they hate wokeism and diversity until they, you know, how, where are they going to, where are they going to overeat uh, for that, for that next meal? But, uh, um, but the over but but new knowledge and new things can be overwhelming but that's part of that's part of growth that's part of development that's part of expanding your capacity and it's uh i'll politely say it's concerning you know whether it's uh in in leadership roles or this or that where people well specifically something does pop uh into the forefront of my mind suddenly but uh but the idea that we would we would want to engage in you know leadership training for students or for the community or for young adults, and then uh, part of leadership training is capacity building and becoming a better, more you know a higher higher version of yourself. Uh, and instead of engaging in that and going through that process. Uh, people that want to throw themselves on the ground, scream they've been pushed, and call people mean is is uh, nonsensical. But also that's because they have the same kind of fear. But they might, you know, just because they don't wear a red hat, a silly red hat, um, they think that it's that different. And unfortunately, it's really not. So it's um, so yeah, it's concerning for organizations or people that say that they want to engage in a leadership process and at the end of the day they're they're intentionally crippling themselves and i'm i mean i'm also concerned for the future of the american workforce and i think obviously we don't want to uh, um you know we want to compete a compelling opportunity for people to grow and thrive and develop but also if you're not being challenged and uh if there aren't high expectations you're not going to you're not going to you're not going to become a better version of yourself and so that was another thing that was concerning and again with uh you know what's supposed to be the greatest leadership organization in the world folding uh chapter here in north carolina last week um uh, you know don't if you're going to join a, a leadership training organization you need to actively engage in the process of leadership training and personal development if you're going to show up and say, I'm fine the way I am. I don't need to know nothing. I don't need to do nothing. I'm just fine the way I am. Well, number one, that's not what diversity and inclusion is about. Number two, don't join. The worst thing you should do if you don't want to engage in personal development and leadership is to join an organization whose purpose is to facilitate personal growth and development and leadership. Don't do it. You're going to waste everybody's time. You're going to waste your time. You're going to facilitate and create bitterness and resentment, especially when you go out and get other people who do not genuinely want to engage in personal development <clears throat> and leadership. You know, I think we, a lot of times, we talk about the three phases of leadership and personal, gro uh, personal group and then societal. 
leadership. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm uh, going around the pirate ship right now to fill the, uh, fill the uh, uh, nectar of the gods uh, that I need to drink a pot of every morning before I leave. But uh, personal group and societal, and number one, you have failed immensely at, uh, at uh, in your journey uh if you're if you're relying on the crutch and it's intentional i don't know if i guess the trendy phrase would be gaslighting but yeah you're gaslighting yourself if uh, uh people are actively working to motivate you in proactive ways and instead of that you're you know using me they're certainly petty cheap uh petty cha cheap angry finger quotes mean people but uh generally speaking it's pretty distinct the difference uh, between the two, but obviously some people don't have a developed understanding of either one. But you know, when you uh, have people that actively skip phase one because they don't want to put the work in, they don't want to go through the process. That uh, when you're making when you're making diamonds, it is unpleasant and it is uh, can be painful. But, uh, you know, some people just have higher expectations. So don't be mad at Olymp Olympic level athletes because you want to sit around and eat Cheetos all day, which is fine if it's your decision and who you are to do that. But don't don't be mad at the people that are putting their time in and don't be mad at the people and don't say that they're body shaming or they're this or they're that. It's, it's the level of effort and dedication. And yes, it is unpopular it is or not unpopular but uh it's it's a little temporary discomfort for for a, a lifetime reward and uh i think maybe i'm alone in this and i i don't give a shit if i am or not but happiness or fun needs to be the pro byproduct of accomplishment and you're just wasting your time and wasting everybody else's life if you just want to sit around and i'm all have fun no what what are you doing how are you proactively impacting the community what are you doing to invest in yourself and invest in the people around you and create a better life for everybody there. So not everybody's down for that. And obviously you need to take a vacation every once in a while, but what's, what's the focus? What's, what's, what's your point in being here? So sounds like you're back. Maybe you're not. All right. So what's happening in the world. So the NRA convention, Get back on this delightful uh, situation. The Christy Nome, the South Dakota governor, who, uh, God bless them, they can't do much else, but they can keep it together as they uh, go up through the years. But it might just be she's eating a lot of food with a lot of preservatives in it. Uh, was talking about how her two-year-old granddaughter owns firearms. And, uh, and I guess like a young uh, Natalie Wood or some other character. Oh, as not know, it was George from, uh, from uh, Looney Tunes or Tiny Tunes or whatever that show was when I was a kid. Oh, not George. George was her animal. The, uh, the girl, the, the character that she would uh, uh, love and squeeze and hug her pet so much that I think she killed them. So... Uh, so, um, and maybe there's some Wizard of Oz sprinkled in there as well. The South Dakota governor, South, South Dakota governor, South Dakota, it's early in the morning, folks. South Dakota governor Christy Nome has proudly told audience members at the uh, National Rifle Association, which now uh, they could promote responsible gun ownership, but instead they're promoting mass murder in America, unfortunately. Uh, but they, that's that's a conscious decision on their part, and uh, it's not about protection. When it's, I can't imagine people would genuinely be genuinely be scared of that many students, unless obviously, as it is from the right in many cases these days, it's a war on education, a war on thinking. So I guess it makes sense they're, you know, shooting up schools is their uh, their thing. Uh, but so her uh, Addie, the two-year-old. Uh, already has a shotgun and quote, she already has a rifle and she's got a little pony named Sparkles too, which is, uh, 
meaning that sparkles, she also has sparkles and it's not sparkles number, number two. But from the sound of things, with a rifle and a shotgun in the hands of a two-year-old, it's possible that sparkles three or sparkles four might have to show up <clears throat> in the uh, near future. But uh, Christy Nome also told a story about when she was nine or 10, her dad took her hunting. And uh, again, when she was nine or two, said some, uh, uh, in, the, in the world of the militant right wing, said some very responsible things about, uh, uh, looking for the quote exactly, but you can, you can look this up yourself if you uh, have any questions about it. Uh, so obviously I'm paraphrasing, but said, uh, I just watched this earlier when she told this story. Um, and I'm looking online, but again, you're, you're capable, smart people, I would think, because you're listening to the show. So uh, you can definitely uh, check it out uh, yourself. But said basically that her father, when she was nine or 10 years old, said, um, well, I'm going to meet you back at the house. I'm going to go up over the ridge there, and you just, you just got to hunt your way back, uh, which is what every responsible loving considerate parent does is uh abandon their child in the woods uh with weapons and uh, and my good friends on the left don't tell me you're against it because you love the hunger games so uh so uh anyway and so she wandered back through the woods and did all this and then later said that her father said oh i was following you that was me making the bear noises making you wet your pants so <clears throat> that's what we're dealing with but uh yeah two-year-old granddaughter she uh <clears throat> i'm shocked she's 52 i mean this is not a close-up picture but uh but obviously being be the party of pregnant 12 year olds and that that's a blessing from the Lord. I really thought she was like 38, 39. So, but babies having babies, that's uh, what they tell themselves in their religious texts. So, so we back? Maybe not. Maybe not. All right. So Dominion voting, the uh, trial supposedly is going to start today, the $1.6 billion case against Fox News. Strangely, well, not strangely, but uh, it doesn't sound like that's enough. Based on, uh, obviously, the amount of defamation, obviously, intentional lies. Uh, that they engaged in. So, yeah, they were definitely pursuing settlement talks the other week, but obviously $1.6 billion really is not enough to cover the amount of damage that they previously had done, but obviously still on a regular basis were actively engaged in facilitating uh, around the country, obviously, and around the world. So, and uh, El Presidente, uh, the little orange man who's formerly the president, uh, still, as of yesterday, was calling on Rupert Murdoch to uh, back up again his false claims uh, that he won the 2020 the 2020 election here in America and uh, again when you say to your friends or go on camera and say well, I don't know anybody who voted for so and so well hello Wow, man, I have no idea what went on. Oh, your mic was on for quite a while. Oh, it was, wasn't so, it? So, nothing scandalous happened, but there was sounded like quite a bit of paper shuffling and uh, some deep diving into the research, as we both do. 
Yeah, that's what I was doing. As we both do. Uh, I mean, I switched mics. Yeah. I did things, and I don't know. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Well, I'm just I'm just curious how much. I mean, at 1.6 billion dollars, which probably in the beginning sounded like, oh, that's some serious money. But the more and more you hear about it, and the more and more factual information comes out, and I know some people don't understand what factual information is because anytime you bring data and factual information, they say that it's the devil, but uh, it doesn't sound like enough. I mean, it just doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it's on par with uh, um, people who are shielded with uh, qualified immunity. You know, the people that actually are committing the crimes, they never pay for anything. It's always tax dollar money. If there's any, any settlements in any lawsuits or any payouts from that, uh, 1.6, just in no way sounds like enough with the amount of intentional fraud and misrepresentation um, that that actively went on and continues to go on. Um, One point six just doesn't doesn't. I mean, it's just not even a drop in the bucket for for the amount of harm intentional harm and you know ha intentional harm that was caused with intentional misrepresentation by everyone uh i uh i, I oh, would yeah, start everybody at the network. i would start with 1.6 yeah. for myself probably 1.6 billion for each injured party you know uh well yeah yeah and I, I hadn't the, yeah. your volume down so i'm, I'm picking up the uh, tail end of this. Oh, yeah, no, just uh, <clears throat> the $1.6 billion <clears throat> that the trial's supposed to start today, finally, you know, after months of uh, voicemails and text messages and emails coming out that everybody, everybody at Fox News, I mean, maybe not Brett Baer necessarily, but the specific opinion rallying people the tucker tucker carlson's you know who uh if, i don't know if you ever remember the famous clip where matt gates was uh uh describing when he was out on a date with one of the uh people that you know were obviously under the age of 18 i mean do whatever you want to 18 you're right your autonomy as a human and if you're gonna date a guy that's 40 50 60 70 years old knock yourself out but you know, for better or worse, you don't have autonomy over your body and your life choices uh, before that. And they don't, uh, I mean, obviously, if you've been assaulted and you need to uh, fix an assault, ab absolutely take care of that. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, Matt Gates was one time on uh, Tucker's show was saying to Tucker Carlson, hey, man, you remember we were at dinner, you met this girl, we were all hanging out. Yeah, together. I remember that. And, uh, of course, Tucker, Tucker, you know, I was going to say shit himself, but I guess when he bends over that much for Trump, but Trump probably didn't bring in that much heat to, to, to loosen him up. But, uh, but I'm sure there was some puckering going on or some, some, something going on, but, uh, but, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, but all these people know about this and, you know, and Madison Cawthorn, former representative from the state of North Carolina, you know, is, is going on podcasts, being honest about, you know, the quote cocaine fueled orgies that he was invited to have. And, uh, and I, there was a cute picture that went up, uh, yesterday or the other day about, uh, um, oh God, the woman who looks like she's melting Marjorie Taylor green and, uh, her boyfriend and they're good Christians who are very much in love. And they just, the Lord just helped them overcome so much, like how they were both married to other people and they both, you know, were able to come together in the name of the Lord, uh, C O M E, not a, not an unintentional pun, but, uh, uh, together in the name of the Lord and finally get away from those spouses that the devil had put them with. And now they were together and we're probably going to make some, uh, you know, physically unattractive, mentally uh, handicapped children, uh, emotionally, well, mentally stunted. I don't want to, I don't want to slander. I mean, I'm right. Sure right. Watch, watch more environmental. Watch, yeah. Watch more issues. Not otherwise. 100%, 100%, drinking glue instead of sniffing it, all that stuff. And, uh, 
Yeah, well, funny, you know, uh, God bless him. I don't want to besmirch his good name, but, you know, uh, Stan Lane of the Midnight Express. You know, if you remember Jim Cornette in the Midnight Express, he's a you know, great dude, lives in Greensboro, but he's, he's, he's there are plenty of rumors online that he's actually Lauren Boebert's father. And uh, there's some cases where Lauren Boebert's mother had filed paternity paperwork against him in the state of Florida back in the 80s, late 80s. And uh, he got away from it, obviously, because she's a, she's crazy as hell. Um, but uh, but see, that's that's just the thing. Poor old Lauren Bober perpetuating negative stereotypes about girls with daddy issues who grew up to marry gun waving psychopath right wing people that whip their dick out in front of kids. And then that's that's who's getting elected to Congress in the name of the Lord. And God bless her. Her 15-year-old daughter's doing uh, going to have. I don't think it's a virgin birth because the uh, dude who knocked her up is 17, but she's going to be a grandma soon. So praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, children are the Lord. simply a conduit to grandchildren. But uh, let's let's approach the second decade before we do that. Well. I think they were approaching the second decade, but they were walking up behind it with a rag in one hand and a knife in the other. So who knows? Who knows? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm surprised. But also, again, and, you know, self-harm is, is we're not joking about self-harm when we have these things because it's horrible. But when you have, you know, parents, people who are somehow allowed to have kids like Lauren Boebert or Father of the Year Ted Cruz, people that politicize and pimp their children out. And then obviously the Trump kids also, um, you know, I mean, Tiffany Trump, unfortunately, God bless her. I mean, and that was the thing, you know, it was just another trope about somebody with irresponsible parents who were used by their parents as props and as tropes. And so when you see them acting out and engaging in bad behavior or self-harm, you know, that was the big hook about, uh, well, I mean, she's my age, uh, Paris Hilton back in the, you know, early 2000s and, well, I guess throughout the 2000s, that everybody, you know, she was everybody's, you know, they, they everybody hated Paris Hilton and I'm sure people still do, but if you hear about the horrific fucked up situations and the pain and just when she was, you know, locked in, uh, you know, a teen crisis mental health thing when she was in her teens and just getting sexually assaulted in there. Of course, people are going to act out to overcome, over, try to overcome that because they didn't have the uh, opportunities and situations in place to try to deal with this in a healthy way. And, uh, you know, when you've, when you've been made to feel ugly or stupid or this, which is probably the same way that you know, we try to try to try to be sympathetic for our friends who we know are engaging in horrific behavior, especially the people on the right. It's because they obviously have severe, severe mental and emotional trauma, and they don't have a good good outlet for it or way to work around it. So instead, they, you know, well, but you know, grab religious texts because they've all been trained. You know, all these horrible things happened to you and people made you feel like shit and told you you were a horrible piece of shit. Uh, but then, and then obviously they doubled down on that that's, they deserve that and that's their punishment. However, Jesus loves you and he's going to do all this and save you and he loves you in spite of all that. Well, heads up, probably other people would too and they'd understand you were being traumatized. But on top of that, they get to wipe away what happened to you after they reaffirm the social conditioning that it was the person's fault, which it wasn't. They were being victimized and abused. Uh, but uh, but, uh, but that gets back to the whole issue about, you know, people like Ted Cruz who pimp their kids out. I mean, watch, you know, it's going to probably happen to Ron DeSantis' kids also. I mean, they're going to they're gonna get, because they've been so emotionally abused and fucked up, they're, they're unfortunately probably going to engage in self-harm and then father of the year, like father of the year, Ted Cruz did, he's going to jump up and scream victimhood, you know, throw himself on the ground and say he was pushed. And then he's going to say, 
Don't you politicize my children. Well, heads up. This is the dickhead who was politicizing his children their entire lives. You know, I mean, like those, like those uh, class act, uh, you know, the, we had talked about the other week after the shootings, um, the representatives from Kentucky and Tennessee, that their family holiday photos uh, are their kids wearing hideous sweaters, uh, uh, hypersexualizing the, the women, and the, I guess usually sometimes the men in the family. And they're all holding automatic rifles in their holiday pictures. They think it's cute. As if they, and they think, oh, well, it's a spoof. Oh, it's the this. Well, it's not. It's, it's validating and encouraging people to pick up assault rifles and go out and do damage. It's not about home defense. It's not about self-defense. It's not a well-regulated militia. Well-regulated militias were written into the law when people lived in the woods and had to reload a musket. They really, when you can fire, really should have. Yeah. Yeah. Worded that stronger. Oh. But they should have they should have done a lot of things. Maybe starting with uh not having slaves. <clears throat> I should have went with a normal well, tone with that. Yeah. Well they should have, but I think we also need to we know that, but I think that that's a problem. Especially, everybody falls into this trap. But they want to now. They will. Uh, uh, there's a really good term for it, but basically, uh, nowize uh, or currentize things. Well, it's like, of course, if they'd have known what we know now, they wouldn't have done that, but they didn't. And uh, you know, I think we we need to really strive to not try to get out a red red pen and go through history and say, well, they should have known this. Well, goddamn, if they'd have had electricity and they'd have had all these other things, they probably wouldn't have done these things. You know, anybody, anybody, I think they all, and that's one great thing about, and we talked about the other day, about in order to form a more perfect union, because they straight up out of the gate said, we know we don't know stuff. We know this isn't going to be the be all end all, but we want to have a structure in place for people to be able you know, in order to form a more perfect union, we want people to have the uh, the groundwork and the footprint that we can come together and have these discussions. Uh, but obviously, in the, and, the, and I think they recognized out of the gate, this is a flawed document. But part of the, but it's an aspirational document. It's an aspirational mindset that we know we're. Excuse me. We we don't know everything. We we're aware. We know we don't know stuff. Um, but, but obviously we finger quotes, we know better now and we know we do, but we also don't want to fall down that trap because inevitably, as we've seen throughout history, people that wear that as a badge of honor versus, versus a, 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 a polite warning to our own decision-making, uh, <clears throat> Throughout history, I think we've all seen, unless people straight up said, I know, I don't know, we're here to learn, and have tried to wear, wear awareness as a, as a, as a virtue, it, it, it can end up biting them, uh, tearing off a huge part of their ass. You know, and, and, and I mean, I'll just politely say it would be like the cultural mullet yeah. uh, uh, in, in, in a lot of cases, but... Uh, uh what uh <clears throat> sorry everything's happening at once everything's happening at once i haven't seen that yet what uh did you what, watch it oh i did not but i'm <clears throat> i'm really happy but i think you you know because obviously a lot of conversations we have outside of the show uh i think that was an amazing <clears throat> Again, having not seen it. <clears throat> Sorry, America. You need a drink of water there, bud. I'll babble a little, little well, bit. Well, knock yourself. That's that's what I'm going for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the Republicans reject Feinstein committee swap, putting Democrats in a bind. Of course, Tom Tillis is a is part of that. We're not going to help the Democrats with that. 
because party over country. What an absolute collection of scumbags. It it just blows my mind that they even bother with a pretense anymore. Oh, you know, it's we care about community and we care about the children and we we care about uh nothing but whatever you can high five each other over being the biggest scumbag beer can shooting POS. I absolutely am so over and have been since childhood. These morons that think that they're winning by standards that decent folk just don't go by. I don't care about uh, how manly you feel when you're actively oppressing people. And uh, anyway, happy birthday to Pete Rose three days ago. Thank you, Facebook. I wouldn't have known that. I personally will never be able to rejoin Major League Baseball or join Major League Baseball in that regard. Uh, But I haven't uh, bet on baseball, so I want to know right now, where is the commissioner and why am I not being, well, not reinstated, why am I not being instated into Major League Baseball because I haven't gambled. Have you uh, have you ever bet on well, sports in general? <clears throat> I have not, but I've also, uh, I don't know, situations I may still be conservative is about trying to hold on to hold on to cash because you know you, you be, you're a starving artist for so long. You want to, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of, I mean, charitable giving and all that, but I mean, you, <clears throat> when you work so hard for your money, you don't necessarily want to give it away. Um, I always, well, it's not funny, but it's, you know, how many times, uh, uh, and I think when I used to be super, you know, right wing guy and in church all the time and all this stuff. And I mean, there are a lot of sweet people who are not militant racist pieces of shit that I know that that are, uh still show up um unfortunately they're not doing anything to yeah quell if, the if, quell if you're the, at a dinner party and there's a nazi there you're at a nazi dinner party so i i don't buy into this free pass because of your platitudes and outwardly uh visual display of decency if you're voting republican and you're watching fox and friends you're garbage. Just no. absolutely. Well, you know, if you're facilitating, if you're part of the foundation of scumbaggery, you're a scumbag. They may not know any better. Yeah. You know, uh, but that's the problem. That's an excuse. Oh, I didn't know any better. Well, the guards in Auschwitz were doing their job, they were ordered to do that stuff and i don't see an ounce of difference between the two yeah well and that's that's unfortunately part of the issue where people are want to want to weave a a religious um, militancy and belief system and everything to you know to where you know that whole that whole line about well, you know, the, the people in the military are told not to question their orders, which, again, I've never s- served, and I respect people, generally speaking, that have. But uh, but they they want to wrap the same militancy into religious fundamentalism that they have with the military. And so the excuse for not standing up and not doing what's right, not doing what we know is, is beyond, you know, uh, spiritual uh, fascism, uh, that you that sometimes you have to stand up and say no or stand up and say something's wrong, uh, but the people the same way that when the you know the, that's the problem in America today is the people militant right, all this that they 
view it as some kind of, you know, because they've been conditioned to, you know, think of themselves as pieces of shit, which obviously they're engaging in behavior that would substantiate. But our, our military has um, a, uh, uh, an order, a standing order, a duty to disobey. And uh, I knew I'd heard of it, but I wanted to confirm that. So if you're ordered to do something illegal, it is your duty to disobey. Illegal or unconstitutional. So kudos for that. And I don't believe we're the only company or company country that has that standing order. So there is no duty to God if it hurts people. You have a duty to disobey since they uh, love our soldiers so much and then constantly vote against benefits for people that deserve them uh, to... Right, but I think if they're, po if they're being psychologically conditioned through religion... The things that you and I would acknowledge are unethical or wrong or criminal, they would say they're not because God told them to join and God told this person to be their commanding officer. And so it's not, they don't have a reasonable understanding of it because they think God put them there and God put that person in front of them to give them orders. And so it's God's will that it happens. And so they can't process that it is criminal. Well, I mean, the same way all, all those January, January 6th people. Yeah, they didn't do that out of, out, they of doing God's will. out of any lack of opportunity or ability to do the right thing. They did it because it they got off on it. Uh, you said you were a right wing uh, church goer. <clears throat> Why did that change for you? Well, I you figured I, it out. Because uh, everything, because um, I just figured out it was pretty quickly a tool for suppression, and I was dealing with people in the church who were uh, had a hard on for all this fake masculinity stuff. I don't mean a physical heart, but I mean like just who would just, just say crazy ass nonsense about. Um, um basically they thought that they were gonna uh do the lord's will through violence uh or they were <clears throat> uh aggressively selfish or just you trying to use uh god's will and the you know the blood of the land all this stuff uh as get out of jail free cards when anybody who actually believed it would just stop engaging in the behavior you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like they would I, mean, I get that. Keep being a whore or keep doing all these things. They would stop doing it instead of Exactly. Whoops. Exactly. Yeah. I guarantee you these same yeah. people that were raised in it and don't know any better figure out other things. There is <clears throat> what's the standard? They what how how far do we take this excuse that they are allowed to uh, still be considered decent when, I mean, is the person delivering the coal and, and, and the chemicals to a concentration camp or are they, and then they, they are perfectly able to see, are they excused because all they did was drive a truck? Fuck them. Fuck them all, man. Yeah. Every last one of them. I don't care how sweet they are. Until they do the right thing, you know, iron, uh, molten hot iron spikes right through the eyeballs. I've got no time for them. Yeah. Well, but again, that's the problem with the psychological brainwashing is that they are taught and conditioned the same, the same way that they don't have any problem, you know, like when, uh, 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 Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and all these people were going down to Florida to these retirement swinger communities, you know, the village and all this, that they do all this. Oh, we're good church people and Christians, but it's the same thing with uh, that Madison Cawthorn is the only person who was honest about, you know, that the Republican contingency of these things, that it's all cocaine fueled orgies and they're all swingers. 
which I don't give a shit if people are going to what they do in their private lives, but don't engage in that behavior and then show up and say, oh, well, the blood of the lamb saved me. Like, if you really believe the teachings of Jesus Christ, you really believed all these things, you really believe things. You wouldn't do that stuff to start with. You wouldn't need to be forgiven for it because you wouldn't actively engage in the behavior, which is my my main thrust, uh, the only word that popped into my mind, not because of what we were talking about. But, you know, if, if, if they really believed all these things, again, they would not actively engage in the behavior. Yeah, that, and that, be that's just a point. They don't believe it. <clears throat> they just, none of them believe that they're going to, go to heaven and live forever. It's just a lie they delude themselves with because they're not self-aware enough to understand that they too are going to die and that a trillion years from now, what, what people need to understand, I think, on this planet is the fact that the existence is going to be so vast that the fact that there are galaxies and stars and things that move uh, is in the first minute of existence on a 24-hour clock. The, the, the era of light in the universe is a tiny fraction of the overall time that we will exist. So take your forever living God who knows everything therefore is imprisoned by that knowledge because there's no free will. If you already know what's going to happen for God to know everything, then it's no different than watching a movie. The ending ain't going to change and you can't change it. If he knew that I'm going to say this and then he made me change it, then he was wrong because at one point he knew this to be the truth. So, uh, yeah, there, there's no excuse for him. There's any, it is very Kang, the conqueror. Yes. Yes. The modern and Jonathan, well, Jonathan majors just got shit canned by his, uh, management agency over some, yeah. Uh, ac- accusations of abuse. Yeah, the wife was telling but, me that but last that was, night. Yeah, well, that was the other thing too. I'll, yeah. And, uh, quantum mania, which, uh, I have to say it wasn't that bad, but <clears throat> I, th- I think a huge problem with all of this is the fact that, oh, we can't talk about politics and religion or the people who have power and they don't want you to talk about it because they don't want their power to be usurped. Whereas if your power is decency, you don't mind the conversation. So yeah, I, I've recently dealt with someone who literally looked at me and said, well, they're putting microchips in the, the uh, vi- uh, vaccine. And I'm, I just look at them and go, yeah, you read that on Facebook, didn't you? And, and they went, yes. And then we had a long conversation about some things, you know, and it's just the systemic racism and the systemic white supremacy is confounding. It isn't. I mean, I, I've seen it long enough to know that it exists, but it's still just the self-delusion is it's criminal. There is no excuse for a grown-ass adult to uh, to allow themselves such luxuries as thinking that I was born better. And there's choices they make. You know, I mean, you were a kid. You knew where adults were full of shit. You heard it in their tone. You heard it in the bravado that they got or the, the uh, militant uh, zealot-like uh you you could hear them trying to convince themselves of the bullshit they're beating you for whether it be physical or mental fuck them people man yeah. i don't I, I don't know was i uh 
was I not direct enough? Did I? I don't know. I don't know, but you got us to one hour. So good okay, job. Well, good job. I did that. All right. Well, listen. Have an have an amazing day. And uh, again, folks, if you don't want to have to be forgiven for stuff, quit treating people like shit and uh, be kind. Open the door for people. Buy them a coffee. And just oh, don't get me started on coffee. People. Oh, yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. All right, man. Later. Sorry. All right. Later. Take it easy, brother.